former Baylor Bear Blake Blackmar. And, and Blake, good morning, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us and, and talking Baylor football. Of course, yeah. Thank you for having me. So you're a guy that's that's not that far removed from the program. When you see what Coach Aranda and the Bears did last year, how much pride did you take in in that success that that occurred last year with the conference championship and the Sugar Bowl championship? Well, I think I speak for a lot of guys in a similar position as me and a lot of alumni in general, and that we were extremely fired up. It really felt like, you know, when losing, we were part of a, re, of a rebuilding process with Coach Rule. Coach Rule moves on, we get in Aranda, and you really, you know, as someone who went through several coaching changes, you really don't want to see everything that you had worked for get stripped to the bone. And I think you really just see success built upon the previous success that we were there. You know, we helped lay a foundation that's only gotten stronger, and the brand has been built back better and stronger than ever. And it's just super exciting to see. It's super – it's just awesome to see how much buy-in there is from the new players, from the existing guys, from the staff that was retained through the coaching change. And Baylor is a great place to be, and it's fun football to watch. As a former offensive lineman, how would you see yourself fitting into this all, this wide zone scheme that Coach Mateos likes to use? Uh, me, me and Pat Lawrence and a couple other O-line buddies, we all talk about this scheme looks extremely fun to run. It's downhill, hard-nosed football. The pass blocking looks pretty smooth. You know, there's a lot of flat sets. You're not being asked to do a whole lot of deep, vertical, long pass protections. It's It looks simple so that you can play aggressive and fast, hard-nosed football, you know, RVO, and it just, it looks awesome. I've met Mateos once or twice. He seems like a great coach, great dude, uh, and so I, and I still talk with Connor Galvin and some of those other guys a little bit, and they have nothing but good things to say about it. He's, Connor's always sending me, probably about once a week, he'll send me a couple of highlights or clips from film of him or running backs or just someone getting a great block, and it's it just fires me up. You, you mentioned it a minute ago, but I want you to, to talk a little bit about it. Uh, what Coach Aranda and this staff and this football team has got going, this is something that can be sustained long-term, isn't it? I think so. You know, you have – when you have buy-in from players this quickly, you know, because anytime there's a coaching change, right, you're going to lose guys to the transfer port, especially nowadays with the trans- being able to transfer is easier than ever. So you're going to have a higher influx of guys coming in. You're going to have more guys leaving. You're going to have more turnover at positions. Establishing strong leadership is going to be a little more challenging. You've got this weird COVID thing where you've got some guys that are like on their sixth year. You've got some of the younger guys who you would think would be getting kind of hosed because now there's a dearth or there's a bonus year for a lot of these older players. So it's harder to get playing time, but in my experience being around the program, it just seems like everyone is extremely bought in. It shows on the field. And, of course, success, is e- it's easy to buy into success, right? But you go from the COVID year where it was the shortened season, and I don't think anyone was super pleased with how that went, and to this season, in order to get that, you have to get a lot of buy-in to have that kind of rapid success. And now you're just compounding it with all these new transfers and recruits and it's a great time to be a Baylor Bear because people believe in Aranda. They believe in the coaching staff he has in place, the strength staff. Everyone has something to prove, and it's 
Blake, before we get into the barbecue, man, I got to know, USFL got started. Did you have time to check it out? And if you wanted to, could you play in the league right now? Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to uh, get to the point where I don't look like I could still play. I'm trying to lose <laughs> some weight, but uh, I like, like you mentioned, the barbecue. I like to, uh, I like to cook. <laughs> of course, I've got to taste. I got to make sure I'm putting out good product. So uh, I, uh, I still work. I just got back from working out, and I still feel with a solid six weeks, eight weeks training camp, I could probably, I could probably play a little ball, but. I'm not. I'm not that interested in it. I, uh, <laughs> I did watch a couple highlights of the USFL, and you know it looks interesting. I, I catch up with a couple of Baylor guys that are playing in it, but I uh, I'm pretty good to barbecue, work the day job, and be a weekend warrior. You know. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was good. I was going to say you have a passion for Baylor football, but you also have a passion for barbecue. How did that start? Yeah. So I really, you know, growing up. You know, my dad My dad was a great cook, but he only really could cook on weekends because of work, and we always were on the grill. And so that was kind of what I was familiar with. And then I go to Baylor, and we didn't actually have the athletic dining hall at that point. And so it was – you had to go eat – you had an unlimited meal plan or whatever at any of the dining halls. And the nutritionist at the time, when I came in as a freshman – she basically said, you guys are never going to have worked out this hard. We need you guys to eat five times a day, all this stuff, right? And, you know, transitioning to college, college workout, all this stuff. A little stressful. You know, you get there. I got to college before I even graduated high school, technically. I did a week of college workouts in class, and they went back to graduate high school, and that's not uncommon. And so I was stressed out. So she said, eat five times a day. And I said, well, I could do that. And <laughs> I like 15 pounds in like two weeks. And they were like, Oh, whoa, slow down there, big boy. So, uh, I got, you know, I got a self-imposed diet there in the first month at Baylor. And that meant no going to the diet or I didn't want to go to the dining halls because all the healthier food wasn't really that appetizing. So now I'm cooking for the first time and I'm calling my dad because there's no grill. And I'm like, you know, how do I cook, you know, even simple stuff like how do I cook sausage and indoors and not on the grill? So I started learning that kind of started developing the passion for cooking. I got a grill. And then when we went through the coaching change of brows to growth to rule, that was, you know, that was kind of a tough time. And I really kind of stepped into grilling and barbecue as a, a way to relax, get guys to come over and hang out, you know, have a, just a, just a way to relax. And then after I kind of transitioned out of football, I really replaced Bar, I replace football with barbecue. You know, now I'm watching you instead of watching film, I'm watching YouTube videos of other guys cooking and, you know, always taking notes. In the last, my senior fall camp, there's a picture floating around of me in the training room getting my ankle iced or something. And I'm reading Aaron Franklin's barbecue book instead of my playbook, you know, just because uh, it really became a passion that's grown and grown from there. What I, you're always posting terrific food on on social media, but what's the one thing you tried? Like, what was your biggest fail? We know all the successes. What's the biggest failing at cooking that you attempted? Um, well, I think the very first I got an Oklahoma Joe smoker in in college. I think my junior year, and I was super excited. And the very first thing I tried to cook were beef ribs, and they weren't like, you know, I wanted to get those big beef, you know, dino bone ribs. Mm-hmm. 
back then they didn't have made HEB, so I just got the, the thing that said beef ribs, and they were like the loin back ribs. So basically, it's where you cut the the bones that would be on like a ribeye roast. You cut those off, and there's just a little bit of meat in between the bones, and it's really like I mean they're tasty, but it's not a uh, it's not a primo cut or anything. And then I threw all the threw all the charcoal and all the wood I could on the smoker, and it you know just blasted them, dirty smoke, and they came out black as hell. And I just <laughs> from there had to really figure out what I did wrong. But I'd say that first, I'd say my my dad and my sister were over, and we all ate, and we're like, yeah, that smoked all right. <laughs> I think that very first cook on the on my offset was uh, pretty uh, questionable, questionable integrity. All right, this this weekend with the uh, the spring game uh, taking place at uh, McLean Stadium, there's going to be a, the, the first annual big barbecue uh, cook-off with the uh, Alumni Association, and and. Uh, this is, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. This is not going to be just for fun. This is a legitimate competition, and I would imagine that uh, you guys are going to take this very seriously. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, I've been obviously having a lot of fun barbecuing and getting plugged in with tailgating and all that, you know, something I never really got to experience up until the last couple of years. And uh, this idea was kind of Robin Jones's baby. And then, you know, through the, uh, alumni association we got in the uh we got into contact and started making this happen and so we're essentially structuring this like an actual barbecue competition that there are several governing bodies out there like kcbs and cba and there's a couple others and they all have pretty similar rules we're not associated with any of them because as you go to those competitions depending on where you play you can get points and everything and it seems like a pretty big uh kind of a big hassle to get associated with them but we didn't model the structure of this competition based off those existing uh structures so it, it should be pretty serious you know i'm if anyone you know because brisket because we also want the turning times to be done before the game the game's at 12 we also want there to be enough time for people to hang out talk and then go into the game so turning in brisket at you know 10 10 o'clock in the morning that means you probably got to start uh, and yeah, I'm I'm going to start on Friday afternoon as soon as they let me in. So uh, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be interesting, but I think it'll be a good way to to help develop a core crew of guys and get some morale going and help encourage people to come to the spring game and enjoy the atmosphere. So you're obviously a competitor. I'm, I'm assuming in your mind this is yours to lose, right? Uh, I don't know the full – I don't know who we've got. I know we've got some heavy hitters in the competition, but I do know that as far as social media and all that, I think they're going to be uh, – if, if I don't do well, people are going to be a little disappointed. Are you wanting to start up, like, your own shop, your your own your own restaurant? And I mean, I was seriously thinking about the other day, like, is, could there be a point in time where, like, within the next decade, we're rolling up to Baylor Concession Stand grabbing some, some barbecue from Blake? You know, I it's something that – I think about a lot because, you know, I have a, I've got a little family now and I've got a house and I've got all this stuff. And this is really something that I do as a passion, but I think that is kind of the, I don't know what the end picture is, but I think I do want to end up doing something like that. You know, right now I just catered a uh, Easter brunch for a church and we cooked for like 170 people and it was awesome. And, had brisket breakfast tacos and pulled pork benedict and pork belly burn ends 
and it was it was a lot of work but it's so much fun and i love serving people so i think somewhere along the lines i'd like to get a bigger a bigger rig get some higher capacity be able to do i'll probably do more catering type stuff and eventually i'd love to get something set up there in waco and be able to do barbecue on the weekends and uh it'd just be you know that i think that's the eventual goal Blake's on the brasses. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey, Blake, we appreciate it, man. Now, we just so happen to – we're going to do our pregame show from from out at the uh, the barbecue cookoff. We just – you know, it just worked out that way. N- nothing really pl- – you, you know how that goes. Uh, so, we look we look forward to seeing you this weekend and, and being a part of it. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. And, and thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to get you guys a couple of ribs or some brisket for your – Now we're talking. That's exactly what we're talking about. All right, man. Hey, thanks. Have a great day. We'll see you this weekend. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. Have a good one. That is uh, Blake Blackmar.